0: what's going on everybody uh this is a long overdue edition but we're back with a new episode of the outsider's edge uh we will have two special editions for you this week so the first one is a golden lovers special i'm here with my brother my partner in crime well my other partner in crime mr kyle morris how you doing sir
1: doing great man thanks for having me back on the show shout out to carl for letting me fill in again
0: well you say thanks for letting you back on the show. You practically part of the show now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's still a formality. Yeah, well I appreciate that. Um so scheduling is a is a bitch. Um we all have busy schedules. Carl is the only one of the three of us with live well, I have kids, but he has a family. It's a big difference, right? Uh so you know, he will we'll have an episode with me and him later on this week. We'll talk more of your standard WWE fairs, more of your standard Outsider's Edge uh, outtakes and thought process and whatnot. But Kyle and I have decided to give you a little something different. Uh, so we're not going to really talk main roster WWE. We're going to kind of give you a little bit of the extra stuff. We're going to talk some Ring of Honor. We're going to talk some NXT. And probably the the biggest thing going on in the eyes of the iwc right now we're gonna talk some g1 um kyle's gonna basically walk me through a lot of this <laughs> but yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it we're gonna kind of try to get something different and have a little fun with it so um before we start anything you want to say to the people man um only thing i want to say about a mildly current issue is
1: Man, fuck Hulk Hogan and Jerry Lawler. I, I don't want nothing to do with either one of them. I know they are both legends, and I will never take away what they've both done for the business of professional wrestling. But they're both assholes, and I ain't got time for their racist shit in 2018.
0: Yeah, I, I concur. I will expound more upon that. On my episode with Carl, but I effectively as- agree with you, but there is a caveat I have, but I kind of want to let that be the tease. Uh, All right.
1: I'm anxiously await your caveats.
0: Yeah, 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 there is a caveat. Um, I wouldn't be me if there wasn't, right? No, like I don't, I don't mind them being in the Hall of Fame. Like
1: I'm not trying to erase what they've done for the business of wrestling. I just don't ever want to see him on my fucking TV again.
0: That's where I'm at. Hogan isn't a rapist or a killer. He's a racist who is just a, a ignorant bigot. But effectively, he didn't physically hurt anybody. He killed all of our hearts and, and, and offended all of us, right? All of that, sure. But I don't think what he did is so bad to diminish his accomplishments. So I don't think he should be taken out of the Hall of Fame. Him being reinstated in the Hall of Fame is fine with me as long as He's never, he's never um, promoted anymore. Like I don't, I don't ever want to see him on TV. I don't want to see him out there working with no charities, at least not under the WWE name. I don't want to see him be promoted as an employee of the company. Being in the Hall of Fame, absolutely. He's supposed to be there. That's it.
1: Yeah, He, he was a legend, and he forever slammed Andre in WrestleMania three, one of the biggest moments in the history of the business. Like, there
0: is no business without him, to be a- honest
1: yeah, like you can't take any of that away from him, but like I'm not trying to see him be the GM or a Raw or no. like come back to feud with a McMahon again or any of that shit.
0: Anything, I don't. If he wants, to, if he wants to work with the Special Olympics or Suzy J. Jacoby or any of that, do that on your own, Dom, bro. Do not, do not be promoted by WWE. I like that's that's the thing. I don't think he should ever. "Quote unquote" work for them again, but we'll, I'll get more of that later on. But I, I just want to let you know that I'm kind of on your side. We, like we basically feel the same way. But I wanted to start this off because I asked you a question, and it's funny. It was funny as hell to me your response. But I wanted to know what. Well, we, well, okay, so we everybody watched Extreme Rules, right? We we saw the bump that Kevin Owens took in homage to 20 years ago Foley taking the well, not the same bump, but you know. Yeah, Foley didn't have an airbag to break his fall. Absolutely, but it was an it was it was an homage nonetheless. So I asked you, Kyle, uh, and we also laughed about Ronda Rousey beating the holy hell out of Mickey and Alexa. So I asked you if you had your choice, you had if you were a wrestler and you shut up to the arena, and you had three choices that night of what you could do the first choice is have a hardcore, have a death match with Necro Butcher, the Necro Butcher Two, have a cage match with Braun Strowman where you get thrown off the cage in fashion much like or Owens did or three have a shoot fight, have a shoot style fight is wrestling. So it's not going to be fully real, but you know, shoot style fight with Ronda Rousey. What would you pick?
1: Man, I'm gonna let Braun throw me like a lawn dart. I don't have to <laughs> throw death wish. Worst thing that happens to me if Braun Strowman throws me off the cage, I miss the table and break some bones. I've had knee surgery. I can handle <laughs> another one. That's life. I, I value the use of both hands entirely too much to have a death match with Necro Butcher or a shoot fight with Ronda
0: Rousey. The boy say I, he I with that shit. That boy say I'll take the time off. <laughs> I'll take the injury, take the time big, off.
1: I'm bigger than Ronda. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm a grown man and blah blah blah. Ronda's a fucking machine. She would beat my ass.
0: We laugh at Ronda stand up because she's terrible at stand up and MMA. But forget. But don't forget, guys. She's terrible against the best strikers in the world. If it was me or Kyle. And I think I got some hands. I ain't no I ain't no boxer or nothing, but you know I can hold my own. Ronda would beat our ass. And then she rip her arm out of socket. Unless you laugh at us. That's the thing. Like, ask
1: these girls. If you don't connect on that first punch, she's gonna grab your arm and she's gonna break it.
0: And let's not forget that she, well, she's not a gold medalist, but she's an Olympic medalist in judo. She is a judo. Yeah. She's a judoka master. Yeah, so, like. Yeah. I,
1: I, and you know what? All the respect in the world to Mickey James right now because Mickey James is taking some savage throws
0: in heels, dog, in stilettos,
1: like in just
0: stilettos. Damn, Mrs. Aldis for the win. I I love what's up. I love what people are are uh, calling her new character as a divorced mom cosplay. <laughs> you
1: know, Mickey's happily married to the NWA
0: World Champion for another like sure. But if you, but if you shut up man, for another few days, if you look at her standing next to Alexa, doesn't she look like Alexa's single mom who decided to come out and party with the daughter that night?
1: To me, she looks like one of them characters from that country show, Nashville, like what? one of them what? like sleazy country singers that's Connie
0: just Britain. like out for a night on the town. Well, that's, that's very apropos because she's a country singer and she's saying at I think she sang at the Grand Ole Opry, but that's very apropos. Yes. Um, But I just found that's that funny as hell. She's almost like, you... like cougar-aged. Dog, it's hilarious because you was like, stole me off that bitch like a lawn dart. I, found, I was dying when you told me that.
1: Uh, d- dude, like, it's the only sensible option. Necro Butcher wanted to cut his fucking finger off in a match.
0: <laughs> Dog, have you heard the story? I don't need to hear the story no. because that's some crazy ass Foley shit. He will No, 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 that's not. No, Foley would never cut a, a appendage off. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He let that dude bite his ear off. Well, that was a, that was actually an accident, but it just he just went with it. Yeah. yeah. This dude said he wants to cut his finger off because he thought he could put it in some ice, go to the hospital, and have it reattached. The that's forethought far, to think about that's all far, this. Your immune system accepts it. But I'm, but what I'm saying is, it's not only did he want to do the crazy spot, but he had rationalized it because he had already figured out a way to get out of it. Like that's the craziness, and I say crazy with the absolute utmost respect, right? Because I don't want that dude popping in my house and and fighting. And by by every by everybody's uh stories or admissions, he is essentially like a genuine Mensa ass genius. So you know I'm not trying to diss the to dude or nothing, but that is not that's not my life, dog. Nope. That's, that's not for the me. The
1: only thing scarier than that is having to stare down an army of Tongans. Oh,
0: no. So okay, do you want to get into the Tongan thing or do you want to get into all in? Because we're – I mean I feel like you, they go hand in hand. So like yeah. let's yeah. Start,
1: you know what, let's start with the all in news. So we were talking about Necro Butcher. Yes. So yes. we are talking about death matches. Yes. Who do we know that is all in that also has a bit of a history with some death matches?
0: He's a bad boy. Yo, Joey Janela's starting off the show at all in dog. Like I'm, I'm. That's a hot open. You you you're, That is a hot open. You're the all in guy. Like I'll catch it, but I'm I'm not as hot on it as you are. You know I'm Debbie homer. All this and the other. But that that's lit, like as the kids would say, because he is going to set their place on fire to start that show,
1: and they're I'm already going to be hot. The crowd's going to be
0: hot, Kyle. He's going to set that bitch on fire when it comes. Well, out. I'm really looking forward to seeing who they put him with. That's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good question. yeah who, who, who would you from everybody that's been announced, who would you throw him out to just off the top of your head? I mean, I don't I, maybe Marty.
1: No wait, Marty's playing Okada. Okada. I keep getting that Marty is facing Okada because it just it is not a sense. match I put together in my head. It doesn't uh, make any I sense. think it'll be a great match, but I just keep forgetting that he's doing it. Um, I mean, they're planting the seeds like he might be going against the Bucks. The Bucks don't have an officially announced opponent yet. Um, yeah, but that'll, I that'll, that'll be one of the curtains event. of their own show.
0: Um, I throw names out for you: Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman.
1: Oh yeah, MJF would be a really good opponent. They could do well since MJF and um,
0: I think it was Madison Rain, right? Whoever his what? valet is, it might be Madison. I don't remember who. It is.
1: No, I, I I don't think it's like his assigned valet, but just to get all in, the two of them be. Okay. Um, oh Flip, yeah. And and match. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking, you know, if they got booked as a unit, you could do the two of them versus Joey and Penelope. Works for me. And it makes sense. Yeah, that would be a cool little intergender match to start the show. And, you know, the crowd is definitely going to be hyped for Joey, especially after spring break was
0: such a success this year. But then, you know, the one thing I appreciate about Joey is Joey is one of those guys that will kill himself just to get the crowd. Not just to pop, but to get the crowd where he wants them to be. And I don't want him to do that. But you gotta respect the guy that's willing to do that, right? Like yes. we just talked about, Kevin Owens basically like sacrificing himself for the good of the of the company and of the match and of all and for Braun and everything. Like Joey Janela's come from the same cloth that he will sacrifice whatever it takes for the good of the show and for the good of the match and for the good of the spot and for the good of the wrestler he's doing the spot with. Like he will lay it all on the line for that, and you you gotta respect that.
1: He's always ready to do business, absolutely there's something to be said for someone who's always ready to do business.
0: And he is the WWE champion still, so that's something.
1: Well, and I think, you know, if he's still got the belt, I think the cool thing about the way that they're doing this show is I think they want those guys to parade these titles and, like, expose some of these indie federations as much as possible.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't they? That makes perfect sense. I don't know if he would defend it.
1: Oh, no, I'm not saying he's defending it, but just, like, bringing the bell, drawing attention to the bell, like giving the announce team the opportunity to plug the federations that these guys are working for.
0: Speaking of announce team, did you see the announcement for the announce team?
1: I did see the announcement for the announce team. Now, you know, one thing I got to say for this show is they've really done a great job of making both their Twitter feed and BTE, like, if you're going to be at All In, you need to be keeping up
0: with both. Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you want to know what the fuck's going on, you need to be keeping up with
0: both. It's um, a real grassroots type movement deal.
1: Yeah. Um. So they announced they're gonna have s- they announced six people for seven. basically product seven for the production team. Um. It looks like the announcers are gonna be um. Ian. Ian Excalibur.
0: and Doc- And Excalibur.
1: Oh, and Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the ring announcers are going to be the Ring of Honor guy and Justin Roberts. Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz, that's his name. I never, I can never remember his name. I just remembered Justin Roberts. I was like,
0: oh, shit, Justin Roberts still announcing? Justin Roberts getting that payday, bro. Whatever he waiting to get paid, he going to do it. You know what? Good for Justin. I ain't mad just, at him.
1: I ain't mad at anybody for keeping their hustle game strong. As an announcer?
0: Get your hustle on, dog, cause th- that's not a job that seems to be in demand. But do your thing, big dog. Um, and Alicia Atout, the girl from um, Impact. Am- yeah, Impact now, Impact. but she did Ambi, whatever that is. And, I don't. Um,
1: know that is, I just know she works for Impact now, and I think she's gonna do like backstage, backstage segments, like the Renee Young role.
0: Right, and um, your boy from old school WWF, uh, Sean Mooney, is the other guy. Yes, Yes, they're gonna be doing the backstage stuff.
1: So.
0: If, if, it's one, I, if it's one thing I have to give credit to the Bucks and the Cody for, is that they are treating this like it is the biggest event ever. I give them... Like, I looked at the rundown of StarCast and they got it on Fight TV and they already have the package up. You can buy the whole package for everything for one forty nine ninety nine.
1: And, and Well, and they're uh, starting to promote it within the Ring of Honor stuff, like during yeah, their backstage yeah. promos in between matches and shit. They're starting to talk about all in this, all in that. They got the big match on Friday, cause you know once again Ring of Honor doing big shows on a Friday, cause that's
0: apparently yeah.
1: what the fuck can do.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, they got Flip Gordon going up against Nick Aldis for the NWA title.
0: Can we talk about that for a second? Can we talk about oh, that for a course. second? Of course we can. So I think everybody the NWA champion Flip Gordon. I, well, yeah, right. That makes that's the only thing that makes sense. I think everybody assumed. That would be where they had to go, right? Because it only makes sense. Cody doesn't want to Flip on on the show. Book flip the T-shirt. Everybody making fun of him. Flip isn't officially a member of the BTE show. All right, all this. It only makes sense. My question to you is: is it is it too? Is it is it is it, is it like? I, it feels. Too set in stone. Like I feel like we might get swerved and Aldis might win. It feels I mean, just because it feels if it, it feels too orchestrated right. for those guys.
1: No, you're right. Like all of the all of the elements are in place for there to be some kind of a crazy swerve. And I mean, I won't be surprised if there is one because I just feel like Brandy is gonna somehow be involved when Flip finally gets all in because like they've been putting so much energy into that like. Brandy and Flip friendship shit to just not make anything of it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we got swerved, but, I mean, if we don't get swerved, I'm also still down for the inevitable Cody versus Flip match for the NWA title because I'm just cool with that.
0: Oh, so, so, what, so, whichever way it happens, you are adamant that Flip walks out as NWA champ?
1: Um, no, like, No, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, if it doesn't happen, I won't be shocked. But if it does happen, I'll still be very much looking forward to that match. See,
0: I'm still... If it doesn't happen, happen, I think Flip faces Rey Mysterio. See, I'm still of the belief... Call me crazy. I just have no interest in seeing Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry, Cody and Nick Aldis. There's nothing about that that interests me. Titles or not, I don't care. There's nothing about that inter- that interests me. I get the whole allure of Cody trying to get the butt his dad had. That's cool. I don't care about Nick Aldis at all. That's no disrespect to Nick Aldis because he's a really good performer. I don't care about him. I don't care about the NWA. I don't care about change. the NWA title. He's definitely
1: doing something
0: right. I'm, look, he's he's winning in life. Absolutely. He's <laughs> winning in life. But I'm just saying, like, that's not a match that interests me. So it's disappoint. it would be disappointing if that's where we ended up. For me personally, now, granted, I'm well, not my- the target guy for all of it anyway. Well no, no cuz I I totally agree with you
1: on this point like and I like Nick Aldis. I was a fan of Magnus and TNA and blah blah blah, but I mean Nick Aldis is real bland. Yeah. He's real bland. Yeah, like true. um so like I'm with you Flip versus Cody is definitely the more enticing match. My bigger question is if Nick Aldis loses the title Is he no longer all-in? Was the title booked for all-in, or is he also booked for all-in? That is my
0: bigger question. If you remember the press conference, they did announce one match, but they announced that the NWA title will be defended. They never said Nick Aldis will be the one to defend it. So I think that might be the case. Nick might not be on. Maybe not. And that would suck for him.
1: Yeah, that would. Because I feel like this is, if nothing else, the exposure. This is getting so much like attention within the independent wrestling community that the exposure alone is so worth it.
0: Well, well, call me crazy, but and uh, this is how your boy, uh, this is how your boy is transitioning. Check, check, check out the professional journalist over here. But this all in feels bigger. Then it, it feels it's like the indie WrestleMania already, but it feels bigger than a SuperCard of Honor. Like it feels like there's no other show bigger than there's no other show other than WrestleMania and WrestleKing that's bigger than All In. That's almost what it feels like, and maybe that's because we're in the midst of it. But it feels like that's the level because New Japan is the second biggest company, biggest company in Japan, in Japan second biggest company in the world, right? WrestleKing's been going on for decades. That is established. WrestleMania is. Super Bowl level big, right? It's established. Yep. Well, all it is a confluence of every other company.
1: Right? And everybody working to, Well, and everybody working together and just like indie indie shows like this don't normally have buzz. The level of what we're seeing here, like that's what I think maybe and maybe that's part of why it feels so big to us is because yeah. Yeah. as seasoned wrestling fans, we're used to Indie shows being cool but not having this level of buzz. Like Anybody who's a fan of pro wrestling outside of WWE at all and has even a surface-level awareness of indie wrestling knows about all in and knows what's going on. And that's something we haven't seen in a long time.
0: Well, most indie shows don't have the access to everybody that the bucks and the Cody have access to <laughs> well and a lot of credit a lot of credit goes
1: to Cody and Brandy Rhodes for using some of the name brand value that they had from when they left w w e to help platform a lot of these indie promotions oh absolutely like bucks have been doing it for a long time I'm not going to disrespect the bucks and pretend
0: that they're not. Always championing Sure. Indie wrestling. But the legacy but- of Cody with his family and with being a WWE guy and not only a WWE guy, but a successful WWE guy, absolutely.
1: And him and him and Brandy using that like Rhodes family awareness of how to promote yourself.
0: Yeah. But I think we but we would be remiss if we didn't think the number one reason why all of that is happening and that's Ring of Honor and Joe Off. like, like don't don't fool yourselves. This is still a Ring of Honor show, you know. So, yeah, but you
1: know why it's not a Ring of Honor show? You're you know, right. They're paying for a lot of this shit. But you want to know why it's not a Ring of Honor show? Because the public Ring of Honor don't let it. Never down. sell 10,000 tickets.
0: Amen to that. Like, okay, so let's let's make this transfer real quick. Good luck, Ring of Honor, selling out 18,000 seats at Madison Square Garden. Honor ain't trying to do that shit. They're hoping New Japan will do that shit. New Japan could have filled, filled 10,000 at the Cow Palace. No, I'm
1: not saying that. I'm yeah. not saying that at all. The only chance it's got to happen is because they're doing it WrestleMania weekend. That is the only chance it's got. But I still don't think it's going to happen. I don't see that show selling out. There, there,
0: it, it's it's I,
1: not. Especially because I don't think Kenny and the Bucks will be on that card because I think they'll be on. Uh, the card uptown the next day. Well, okay,
0: um, so so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make these predictions now because both of you, both of you and I said this. Kenny and the Bucks will both be at WrestleMania on WrestleMania. Hangman and Marty will both be at Takeover. I'm calling uh, shit no, now. No,
1: I did not. I did not say the last part. You I said, said
0: that the last part. Yes, I you think did. Hangman and Marty are
1: getting left behind, and I'm okay with that because I love Hangman and Marty, and I'm all for them like. Owning the Indies, that'd be great. But um, I don't think they're going to NXT. That's on you,
0: Marty. I'm, I'd Andy. be okay with it. Marty is a Marty Scur- Marty Scur- the villain, is a gimmick straight out of Vince McMahon's mind. That's the beauty of the gimmick. But that is a WWE gimmick through and through. That is something that Vince would have made for somebody.
1: Yeah, I just hope he doesn't end up on 205. And I don't say no. that to disrespect 205 as. Like trash. Two hundred
0: five is not trash,
1: but nobody cares
0: about it. Like it's it's it, it's not the okay. You would have said that a year ago. You'd be right. There is a difference in it. The 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 one problem with two hundred five is the location. Two hundred five was taped at Full cell like NXT. It'd be a critical dollar just as much as even
1: NBA before. Is. Like even not even so much location. If they tape if they taped it before SmackDown instead of after SmackDown. I it, think that you'd have better
0: cracks. I don't I don't, no, I don't think. I don't think. And okay, so this is. I feel like now the WWE Homer has to walk into the house of the the house of indiness, right? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me for being this guy,
1: but no, no, this, is your, this is your platform. I'll take back over when we talk to you one.
0: Please let me tell me how wrong I am, because I know you're gonna disagree with me.
1: No, but, you don't know. I don't know how wrong you are because we haven't <laughs> told you <them> yet.
0: <laughs> the same problem that NXT stars have on the main roster, which is a lot of them. But the one main one is, is the the fan base of those guys is a much smaller fan base than the wider WWE main roster fan base. Is the same problem with a lot of these Cruiserweight guys. That's the whole reason that he wanted Neville and Enzo there because they were main roster guys who they thought could bring interest to that brand so they're they're building interest because they're having critically great matches right literally that's it I mean they've, they've I mean the angles are cool but they don't really have angles hey I don't like you you don't like me let's have a match like there's no real depth to their angles which is fine I'm not saying it's bad it's fine it's, it's actually refreshing to have a, just a, a strict a straight wrestling show but so I don't think that the, yeah the fans will like the matches but Main roster WWE is big on character work, and it's it's not that's not the be all end all like it used to be in ninety eight ninety nine or two thousand four two thousand five, but it's still a major part of it. And Leo Rush has a character, right? Uh, Mustafa has a character. Who else has a character I, on that show? My favorite cruiserweight for a better two
1: hundred five oh, lot
0: Gulak, right? But right now Gulak has kind of. And Gallagher and Kendrick are great. I love them together as a team.
1: We need hashtag
0: Drew05Live.
1: Hashtag
0: Drew05Live. Well, I'm a Buddy Murphy mark, and that's my guy. I've been on Buddy Murphy since the days of Blake and Murphy. That's kept secret in NXT? Yes, absolutely. But, again, Buddy Murphy doesn't have a character either. He's the juggernaut because he's bigger than everybody else and has to lose weight. That's a character, but it's not a character. So, what I'm saying is putting them in front would just mean that the crowd would pop for their for their spots more, but I don't think it would still lead I don't think it would lead to the interest as much as okay. most of us do think it would. Okay. My
1: so my argument I don't think that you're wrong, but my argument is that 205 lives biggest problem is a lack of like pay off because it's so self-contained absolutely like i under- i would rather you know i say that but i would rather they keep it self-contained than do what they were doing before where it was just random six-man tags when they didn't have anything else to do on raw
0: sure sure
1: like uh, although you know i'm not going to get too much into that because my number one complaint about monday night raw is video recaps it's my number one complaint about i think the televised product in general that's is right. the amount of right. video recaps because, you know, we always talk about talent getting utilized and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be a champion, but like let some of these scrubs have five minute jobber matches instead of showing me a recap of the top of the hour segment every hour on the hour. I'll give you let, a perfect example Mike of Kanellis that. Be, let Mike beat, let Mike Canellas beat, um, Kurt, um, Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah.
0: Well I give that a five minute jobber match. I'll give in... you a perfect example of that. The Samoa Joe Tide match on SmackDown tonight. That was built up for two weeks. The match was five minutes long. But it accomplished everything they did accomplish. So yeah.
1: Yep, and it got them and it got them on the show. And so like, boom, like, let me have more of that unless the video recaps. But no, like when two oh five was doing these like random six man tags that had no storyline and no like rhyme nor reason to them mm-hmm. and they wondered why this wasn't getting over on raw, well that's why. Because there's no reason for anything. You're just throwing as many of the cruisers on the show as you can fit on the show.
0: So you're right, but I think so we also have to remember that okay, so the hardest thing to do in wrestling is to establish. There's nothing harder. Nothing harder in wrestling to do than establish um and so be- no, well so to finish my point i'm sorry
1: i didn't like make my proper point my proper yeah, point I did. Is i'm sorry need some kind of a payoff if you're not gonna have them be on raw and part of the pay-per-views even if they're just on the pre-show be being part of the main roster pay-per-views if they're gonna be a self-contained unit give them their own version of a takeover it doesn't have to be that big but like every now and then let them have like a two hour cruiserweight show where some of this shit matters and things come to a head and give me a reason to give a damn.
0: I do think that'll happen because they know that they have something special in 205 because they try to do the weekend tour to see how it would do. They just didn't have the stars enough to make it what they wanted it to be. And that they're much better now in a much better place now as a brand than they were then which was I would think it was barely 6 months ago or whatever. But I do think that eventually we'll get a special 2-hour full cell special eventually or something like that. I would love that that would be perfect for them. It could be it could be it doesn't have to be quarterly, it could be it could be every like every 6 months. But something for them to have these like you said have these blow off a supercar, have the blow off matches, right? Um but I I do think to your raw point when you're establishing a brand, and a brand inside of an existing brand, like go back to the old uh, NXT days when they rebranded it, for, rebranded the show NXT to FCW NXT. Those first shows were god awful. They had fun matches, but it was all about establishing characters and establishing a brand. Like it wasn't till a couple years later when the Neville's of the world and the Graves of the world and the Sami Zanes of the world and all credit to them, the Bo of the world and Cesaro is to be thanked and Paige and Emma, but those guys is those guys led the, uh, not only the critical acclaim, but the idea in the, in the eyes of the, in the minds of fans that, well, this is legit. And then of course, you know, Shinsuke's and ballerss and, Joe's and Owens and all that happened and and Charlotte and Four Horsewomen and all that. Uh but so I say that for two oh five, when they started, the biggest thing for the roster on um, the main roster was they don't know who Sergio Alexander is. They have no idea who he is. Who the fuck is the Graham Talik? What TJP? What is that? So let them have these random matches and get used to their movesets, get used to uh much like you've told me in New Japan. How they tell stories through their matches because they don't have um, segments, right? Similar to that. The problem was they 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 went away from it and they gave up on it. Had they ran their course, I think it would have worked, but they gave up on it and then they said I right, this ain't working. Let's let's pull let's pull Ares out of NXT to do this, even though he doesn't want to. Let's throw Neville in here, even though he wants to be on the main roster. Let's give him Menzo. And they, they panicked, and it didn't work. Since they dropped back and punt punted, like, I All think... All
1: three of them aren't with the company anymore. Is that... That's some crazy shit, isn't it?
0: Like, yeah.
1: You oh. know, when you think about it, the only former uh, Cruiserweight champions that are still with the company are TJP and the Brian Kendrick. that All... Oh, I forgot I had He the won it for first. like
0: a week, yeah.
1: I forgot he held it for a cup of coffee. Yeah. But yeah, Rich Swan, Impact, Yep. Enzo, who the fuck knows? Cause he's fucking crazy. World Star, uh, Aries, Impact, and Ring of Honor, and a bunch of other companies. Every
0: other company he can, we can win a belt from, you know. Yep.
1: Um, and Neville is sitting at home, um, wanting to be released, but not getting it, cause they'll hold that contract for as long as they can.
0: He, need, but he won't quit.
1: That's the problem. Oh, I'm not. I'm not absolving Neville. That's not okay. what I mean. I'm not trying to absolve Neville. I'm just saying like those two sides are in like a never ending. Oh yeah. He's just gonna sit at home, and they're just gonna hold the contract until they're not allowed to hold the contract anymore.
0: That's the. But they'll be able to hold it forever because they, it's frozen. He owes so many dates, so they much like the whole Rey Mysterio situation, it's frozen. So until they come to some agreement of his termination, they can literally hold it for as long as they want and it's fucked up, but that's legally within a right. Um, and I know this is way off from what we plan on talking about, but we don't have to talk about the double thing in depth or even at all, but I just know I've had this argument with people who feel like WWE is just fucking devil over. Well, he needs to quit. He walked out. I, I don't understand this idea where somebody can walk out I of their contract he- and people are like, oh, well, he, sh- he should have walked out of this contract. That's great. He signed a contract. Cool.
1: Well, no, I, I think I think when people are making that argument, and, and I'm just speculating here. Sure. I, I think that the argument they're trying to make is that walking out is the same as quitting, even though it's not. Absolutely like, not. I, I, like, And the reason that it's not, y'all, is because walking off the job is something that your employer can fire you for. But if you've got a contract, you are legally required to give written notice for that contract to be terminated. Like, that's how that works. You got to put in your notice. Okay, he walked off the job. If they don't want to fire him, then he has to
0: write in and say, fuck y'all, let me go. Let me give you guys a perfect example for those of you listening who either disagree or don't understand. Cody Rhodes quit.
1: Right? He wanted to to be done being Stardust, and they didn't want him to be done being Stardust. And he was like, all right, y'all, I got to go.
0: He gave his written notice and he quit. AJ Lee quit. Eve Torres quit. Lita Cody's and Trish quit. quit. Who? Cody's wife Brandy quit. Brandy quit. quit. Right. CM Punk walked out. Stone Cold walked out. There's a difference. So like I under I feel where was coming from in his issues, but if you that if you're that in your convictions then quit is not that hard you in fact you've lost more by keeping this up than you would have by quitting
1: yeah if he'd have quit he could be the lucha underground or ring of honor or he'd be any, working
0: or anywhere champion he'd be working he'd, that's the super juniors he'd be working and getting paid like because because he's not working dates and his contract is frozen i don't know if he's still cashing his checks and if he's cashing his checks, still his downside checks because you still get your downside, right? He's still cashing his checks. Then that further shows he's in the wrong because you're still taking money from a company you don't want to be from. Be with, be at no more. So, but that we didn't mean to talk about that because uh, we want you know to talk Tonga. You know who'd never do that, Ritz uh, like Rance? Who? You no, know never do that. Tomatonga. I was just about to say we want to talk Tongans every single segment. So uh I could never do that shit, man. Look, can not tell you a funny story about Tama Tonga before we talk about firing squad? You can tell me any story
1: about Tama Tonga. I'm always down to learn more about Tamatanga.
0: If you don't, if you guys listening don't know, because I know Kyle and I have a different, I mean, we I have, we have the same. Kyle's my brother just as much as carl is so we have the same rapport but we talk about different things but every time kyle and i talk in this is personally or on or on a podcast form we gush over the tongans like we love the tongans like it's nobody's business but um the night of the g1 special i was at a homeboy's house watching ufc the night Brock Lesnar came into the cage and pushed DC and all this stuff. I was watching night,
1: that. A wrestling angle on MMA.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, UFC WrestleMania 39 or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, the, I had interest of what was happening in the G1. At least I had interest for what was going to happen with Kenny and Cody. Everything else, I can wait. And someone, t- and in fact, it was Caleb who texted me and told me the Tongans turned on the bullet club. So, of course, forget... No, you know, they, wh- did. they didn't,
1: though. The but bullet right. club turned on the Tongans. Well, you have to understand, Caleb...
0: In, you know, Caleb
1: doesn't understand because he's too busy watching Impact.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> shout out to Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so instantly, me and my... So, of the five guys there, three of us are wrestling fans... Two of us are diehards. My other guy is, I mean, well, he's a diehard because he goes to the shows anytime he can, but he doesn't watch New Japan. But me and my other boy keep up with it, at least, watch it to keep up with it at least. So we're talking about, it, we're looking at all the clips and stuff, and I found, a, let's see, a GIF of uh, Tama, after he had beat them up, walking out, you know, with his little flossing little move he does, right? And I showed it to my homeboy who doesn't watch New Japan. And his direct quote was, this is a direct quote. Oh, yeah, he's definitely killed somebody before. Definitely (laughs) possible. Tomatonga is an Air Force veteran. That's definitely possible. Can I I tell you something that that Rance would, you would never, probably never, ever hear Rance say again? Hmm. I am a WWE homer through and through. Always will be for the rest of my life. But Tama Tonga might be the one person I've ever seen in my entire lifetime who I don't want to go to WWE. Nope, because
1: it would it would actually ruin him in a way. Yes, Like, you know, people are real hyperbolic about, oh, I don't want to see so and so go there because they'd be ruined. Like, no, the Tongans couldn't succeed in that toned down of an environment.
0: There's, a, there's another group that wouldn't, but I'm not going to mention them out of respect to you because, you know, I love you and I don't want to bring them up to you. But you, you know what I'm talking about. There's another tag team that is similar oh, yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. there's another tag team. Um, they're
1: a bunch of inbred redneck hicks from Delaware. Um, <laughs> Sandy um, Fork, yes. I'm and, not going to say their quote, names.
0: To quote Bad Luck Fale, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Out of respect, out of respect to my co-host and my brother. I'm not going to give them the pub. Oh, we
1: can name them. oh, no, we can name them.
0: Well, We're talking about the Briscoe brothers. I ain't got no time for the Briscoe brothers. <laughs> I ain't
1: got no time for their backwoods homophobic bullshit. Well, tell Fuck them how you em. really
0: feel. Tell them how you really feel. Fuck them. <laughs> but the Briscoes is the only other act I can think of that are similar to that in that they couldn't do it in yeah. that down of environment.
1: Their yes. gimmick is so dependent on them being able to a be really hardcore, yes, and b curse a lot.
0: Not only that, but the actions Tama does, the grabbing of his crotch, and the, he just and flipping the bird, like yeah.
1: him and his brother both, like. Camacho left, and Tongaloa is way better than Camacho. He's not riding to the ring in his bicicleta. <laughs> he's like giving people
0: like the the he's like doing the Italian thing with the arms and shit like yeah, the Tongans are amazing, and when Nico when Hikalio comes back healthy, that's only just Haku is such a great dad can we talk yes, can we talk about the fact that Haku was father of the year? like such a
1: great fucking dad. All three of them kids, incredibly successful. Two of them went to college, the other one in the Air Force, like, just
0: incredibly fucking successful. Not to mention that Tama and Hiko who are blood brothers, are not his children. He, no. They are his, his uh, nephews. Something happened to their parents, and he adopted them
1: yeah they are his they are his wife's nephews well, they're his nephews too, but sure, sure through via his wife and he adopted them when they were very very young um in fact, Tama Tonga and Tongaloa are actually the same age so I did not know that tama is Tama is a little bit less than a year older than Tongaloa wow but yeah they're all they're practically the same age um but yeah, he's he's definitely father of the year. And another person I wouldn't fight. Braun could throw me like a lawn dart off the side of the cage before I went toe to toe with King Haku.
0: Oh no, but see, that's legendary though. Like people who don't know wrestling know Haku. Yeah, I, I mm, nope. I'm yeah. not that brave. When when you when 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 you're a man who gets so angry you've off, you've bitten off a human nose, I don't think you want no smoke with this with this gentleman.
1: No, and like, you know, it was funny, uh, Tamatanga put this thing out on Twitter a couple days ago talking about three of us took down eight of them, referring to that beatdown, and I thought to myself, yeah, but one of y'all was Haku, so that's like... (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) That's like six people right there. (laughs) You and your brother really only needed to take down one person each, because
0: Haku alone is good for six, especially because four of them dudes are cruiserweights. This is a good point. And to be fair, Chase and Yujiro didn't see it coming. The other two the other ones did. Chase and Yujiro didn't see it coming. Man, Chase got a raw deal. They betrayed his Tongan heritage. Okay. So let's let's break it down. Let's break it down. By now, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know that after after Kenny and Cody had their uh, match for the IWGP championship, heavyweight Maybe. championship, at the G one special in the Kyle Palace of San Francisco, um uh the elite, originally elite, Kenny, uh, Nick, and Matt Jackson, all were celebrating the win, and th- the Tongans came out, the Tongans being G-O-D, Tama Tonga, Tonga Lower, and their dad, Haku, who wrestled on the show with them to celebrate, but ended up beating them down. dragging them back to the ring, beat the holy hell out of them. Uh, and one by one, uh, they, came, they came to help. Hangman uh, came, me. then Marty came, and then God bless Chase and Ujira, who rock with the Bullet Club OGs. They've been with them the entire time. Yep. Like you just said, Chase is convinced he's Tongan in real life. Uh, <laughs> but, Betrayed uh, his Tongan heritage. So, and the reason that Tama gave for beating the hell out of Chase and Ujira was that the issue is, I'm just explaining this to people who don't know, so forgive me for doing the exact same thing you hate on WWE, which is recapping. Forgive me. Um but uh Tama Fale Fale who made the call but wasn't even there and Tangaloa felt betrayed by the elite, Kenny and the Jack and the Young Bucks because they had kind of turned Bullet Club into something it wasn't, made a parody of it. They had the nerve to uh create a, a, a mini group inside of the Bullet Club and Bullet Club family and Wow. Actually, they had a
1: leader. Right. Cuz they've been very adamant that none of them are better than any of the others and like he even made excuses for why um Finn and AJ at times had been leaders just because they had been the most successful so the rest of the group propped them up. It wasn't that they were better yep. than anybody else, it was just looking out. And in fact in that same interview said that they knew what was going down? is like, oh yeah, we talked to Finn and AJ and Carl about that shit. They, they knew about
0: it. They gave them the okay. They said we were doing the right thing. <laughs> I love it, dog. And we have to remember that yes, Doc Gallows, Nick and Matt technically can be considered originals, but they weren't there when it started. The Night Bullet Club started. It was Finn, Fale, Carl and Tama. That was it. So, of course, Tama and Fale are going to feel a certain way because they're the true heart of the Bullet Club. They've they always help. believed in the Bullet Club in the Bullet Club ideals and whatnot. Um, well, even to the
1: point where, and I know this, a lot of this was storyline, but even to the point, like, when the elite were going through the cease and desist and they can't do the too sweet anymore and they can't do this, that, and the third, the Tongas were like, man, nah, fuck that. We still too sweet? We, like... We still bullet club faux life? You can't come after us? Fuck that. We ain't in no cease and desist.
0: Yep. I, and I mean, and by the way... children would never be in a cease and desist. No. Ain't no lawyer telling Haku what to do. Oh, God, no. They would, You know what they would do, right? They would they would send Roman and the Usos to go talk to him. Polynesian solidarity? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, the Tongans and the Samoans are all related in some kind of way. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's because it sounds racist until you look at the history of their families, and you see that they're all oh, yeah. really I've, kind of related in some form or fashion. Tamatanga and Troy Palomalu could be twins. It's cool. Oh no, they're absolutely twins. Like you've never seen them in the same place. No. Nope. That's um, why
1: Tamatanga didn't become a big wrestler until after Troy Palomalu 2010 Palomalu because, Troy, yeah, Troy retired and he's secretly living a double life. <laughs> That's also why Troy was one of the best safeties in NFL history. How could Haku's son not be an elite
0: hitter? And think about it. Uh, T- Tama has an epic beard. Palomalu was absolutely clean shaven. You don't think there's a reason? Well, and he's always wearing the face paint just to throw you off the trail. I'm telling you, man. Like, look, look read into it. But but if you have the chance to to read that interview, it's on with uh, I think Jesse Barasso at uh, it a ilust- Illustrated. It's so illuminating because it's absolutely storyline, but it makes everything comes together. The point where they said, Chase and Yujiro we wanted them to rock with them. We didn't have any issue with anybody else except for Nick, Matt, and Kenny. Marty and, and Hangman had made their had made their choice. Chase and Yujiro all they had to do was come out there and stand with us and we'd rock with them, but they decided to to help them, and we have respected Cody. Cody was the one person that we had rocked with. We have been watching him forever to say that you, we're going to be with you, dog. We're we rocking with you. We're behind you because it stood up to Kenny.
1: And he was saying all the right things. You think you're better than us. You're stealing yeah. a moment. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and so Cody we gave no him the chair story. and yep. gave him the opportunity and then he made his fucking bed. Yep. It's, and you uh, know what Cody's mistake was? That? He didn't hit Aku with the chair first. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't you went for Tonga and Loa, like,
0: that's the move. No, you hit Haku first. Speaking of that and BTE, and what the fuck's Haku's problem? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is Haku's problem? <laughs> um, look, man, I am so invested in the Tongans and Tama Tonga. And so while we're talking about them, we can talk about G1 because, I mean, that's the well, most important the, thing Well Well,
1: there's storyline development's related to it. So, like... Absolutely. First night of the G1, um, A Block, for uh, Hangman Page versus Bad Luck Fale. Yes. And that match ended in a disqualification. It was a brawl, basically. And and anybody who watches New Japan Pro Wrestling knows that you practically got to stab someone to end a match in disqualification. Yeah. Like, these refs let any fucking thing slide. To the point where Kevin Kelly does what I wish JR would have fucking done and makes excuses for it in the commentary. Like Kevin Kelly will say when the matches start to get out of hand, rest very reluctant to ever end in a disqualification during the G1. Cause the G1 is so important and they want these matches to have pinfalls and like he'll make excuses for it. So the fact that this match actually ended in a DQ shows you how crazy the beat down was.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Keep going, please. Well, so
1: then night two, well, night two, Fale beat Okada mm-hmm. um, with the, or this was actually night three, but second night of A block action, Fale beat Okada uh, with the bad luck fall, um, gave a hilarious interview afterwards talking about, fuck the elite, fuck Okada's pants. Fuck the balloons. Yeah, fuck the balloons.
0: <laughs>
1: low in the background, fuck them shits. <laughs>
0: It's great stuff, man. And uh, T- uh, Tama and Kenny are both in the B block.
1: Tama and Kenny are both in the B block. Yeah. Uh, and like... They're
0: scheduled to wrestle next week.
1: Oh, and Ibushi is also in the B block.
0: Yes, because Kenny and, and Ibushi have to wrestle at um. What's the hall that Ibushi got banned? Bukin. From? Yeah, it's gonna, they're going to they're wrestle that night in Budokan. Yeah, which is going to be a hell of a match because oh, they, be they haven't wrestled since before Kenny was a Blue Club member. Yeah, right? this, is
1: the fir- well, this is the first one-on-one for them since, like, the old Golden Lovers.
0: Oh, right, because that's what got them banned in the first place.
1: Yeah, like, this is the big, like, this yeah. is big. Yeah. Um, but they're all on the B block, and then Hangman and Fale are both in the A block. Um, I think the biggest crazy takeaway from they've done the first three nights of action... The crazy thing is I'd have never believed that both Kazuchika Okada and Minoru Suzuki would be 0-2 after Suzuki, the first two nights of block action.
0: Suzuki, I can understand, because Suzuki basically just essentially exists to get other people over.
1: Yeah, but the people that he's lost to in the first two matches were that's Tanahashi true. and Togi Makabe.
0: Yes, that is true. Well, okay, you're talking about that. How about Torianu out-wrestling Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah,
1: yeah. but... I've been telling you this for years, man. Toru Yano can go. The comedy character is just a thing he does.
0: I and, and Josh has told me that. Jeremy's told me that. I, so you're right. Like, but it's yeah, one thing to know it can happen. It's forget, another thing
1: for it to happen. Yeah, people forget that because – well, a lot of people haven't seen it because he's been doing this comedy character forever. But if you're new to New Japan, like, don't be fooled by the water spitting and the screaming and the taking off the turnbuckle pad. And, and the DVD. And the DVDs. Don't be fooled by the t-shirts and the DVDs. Toru Yanu can go. He used to be this like sadistic bad ass motherfucker and then like toned it down. So, I wasn't surprised to see him go with Saber. But what a good match that was. Um my unexpected highlight match if you didn't see the first nights of the G1 and I, it's totally understandable. If this is your first G1, Don't feel bad if you don't watch every match of every night. It's so much
0: action, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the G1 is a marathon for hardcore fans. So don't be intimidated by that. But um, I highly recommend from night three, Hangman Page versus Michael Elgin.
0: I've heard great things about that, yeah.
1: That was a really good match. Um, Less surprising, but also great. Naito and Omega had a good match. Well, yeah,
0: um, I mean, look at the two.
1: Yeah. We, we expected Switchblade, that. Switchblade had a really good match with Okada. And it's really important match. Yes. Because the storyline that they're pushing through the G1 this year is Switchblade trying to take over Chaos.
0: Well, you say it's push, they're pushing through the G1. I told you the second that he joined Chaos to fight the Bullet Club, this was going to happen, because he said in his promo, we're going to fight eventually. I'm only with y'all because I need help. Like, oh, I don't is
1: happen. It's, it's the genius of the way that New Japan tells their stories. They book these things months and months and months out. Yep. Um, but I'm more interested in what the result of this is going to be, in terms of, are members of Chaos going to fall in line and Okada's out of Chaos? Or... Well, is Jay White gonna get his ass beat, bullet club style, and pushed out of chaos?
0: Well, can, can a uh, can a marginal New Japan fan give his opinion? Always. So it's very clear Okada has something has changed in him since he lost the title. He's yelling Scooby Doo, he's coming out with balloons, and I think he he's, already- changed- he's ever been. Yes, he he's so happy he doesn't have to carry the company anymore. <laughs> he's not the rainmaker anymore. He doesn't want to make it rain anymore. He just he wants to have fun. Um, but Jay White is is more serious. But I want you to pay attention to one one minor little detail. Everybody in Chaos is essentially losing in the G1. Have you noticed that? She's losing. <laughs> um, is Makabe still part? Is he part of Chaos? No,
1: or? Makabe is um independent. The members of Chaos are Yoshihashi. Yeah. Go uh,
0: down. go, go, down. go uh, um, uh, Switchblade, Okada, Switch I mean, I, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I know most of them, I'm confused with Makabe because I know he was great Bash Hill, but since they broke up or the other guy got hurt or something.
1: Abe is one of, he, he's a, he's part of that, like, Tanahashi crew of, like, not really affiliated with anybody.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, uh, but.
1: Quite a lot of times when he does the tags, he's with a young lion.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hanare, right?
1: Yeah. Well, Mikabe also does a lot of the training work with the Young Lions.
0: Okay. Um, but I think that, and of course, everything in New Japan is for a reason. You got to give them all the credit in the world for that, but it's going to be something to, it's going to be something to notice that you're supposed to be our leader and you lost the title, which happens, right? People lose, but you didn't lost your ever loving mind. And here is this other guy out here to try to take everything seriously. I think Okada will be excommunicated from uh, from chaos here soon because I think Okada and Jay White is your match in the Tokyo Dome. Well, what I will say is
1: it's been really interesting because um, Kevin Kelly, one of Kevin Kelly's partners for the English commentary for the first three nights has been Rocky Romero.
0: Rocky Romero, also and- part of chaos.
1: Yes, and listening to Rocky's commentary anytime they ask him about, yeah, so what's going on with uh, Switchblade and uh, Okada and what's going on with this whole Switchblade saying you're either following him or what? Like, he says this is his chaos now. What's up with that? And following Romero's reactions is going to be very telling, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, Especially considering how he's, Taka's kind of the mouthpiece of Suzuki Gun, right? Sort of kind of yes. at least for at least for Zack Saber. It, it,
1: yes, um, and I think that's an ingenious way to use
0: Taco. Hell yeah!
1: Yeah. Well, and it's an ingenious way to get Zack Saber over Have as no... the type of character that they want him to be. Yeah. When he can't communicate with the crowd.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, to endear him to them to them essentially. But I, I use that analogy to say that Rocky Romero is essentially the voice of chaos because he's the only one that really talks. Yeah. Right. For the I'm,
1: English I, audience he is definitely Sure.
0: But I mean the, even that's even in interviews, if we're not talking about the press conferences, none of them really talk outside of Gato, but he barely talks himself. You know what I mean? So essentially yeah. we look at Rocky as the de facto voice of chaos. So he's basically – you're right. He's going to essentially tell us what's about to happen. As the, like you said, I think that is absolutely genius because, I mean, Rocky's already kind of moving more to the agent production commentary side anyway.
1: Yeah, he only really wrestles now if Rapongi 3K is having a six-man tag.
0: And I don't know if Rapongi 3K is going to last much longer either because and you're ready to kind of go on their own separate ways anyway.
1: That's bad for yo. Yeah, go.
0: Yeah, but then me and you show both. Is, have... uh,
1: show is the talent there.
0: He, is, well, he's yeah, he's the Michaels and Yo is the Janetti, but Yo will still have. He'll, oh, I mean, if Desperado and and Bougie still have. You know.
1: Oh, like, Yo it's... has a place. Yo yeah. has his place. But Every think... stable needs its cruiserweight fall guy.
0: Absolutely, and me and you both have said here not too long ago that, uh, we're we're, we're definitely running out of of junior tags. But if you look at the, the scope of junior heavyweights, singles guys, Hiromu's going to be gone for a while, right? Me and you both think Kushida should either go to Ring of Honor or move to heavyweight or whatever it is. But take those two out. The, the cupboard is not as strong as it used to be in that division.
1: Well, no, because, and a lot of that is, you know, the precedent of juniors moving up to heavyweight. So many of the juniors have moved up to heavyweight that they haven't really replenished with new juniors. Right now, you've really, outside of the two you mentioned, basically you've got Ishimori.
0: Osprey. Osprey,
1: Osprey but Osprey's banged up.
0: Oh, that's right, and Ishimori just came back. But yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, you, you got Desperado and Kakahara?
1: Kanemura.
0: Kanemura. Forgive me. I didn't mean to butcher his no, name. No, fine. Yes. fine. Uh fine. Bushi. Uh,
1: Bushi, and then... When show and yo don't tag,
0: and if you count him, even though he's CMLL Dragon League. Oh, and Marty. Forgot about Marty. M- Marty won't be there much longer. I'm telling you. Well,
1: and if they keep if they got Marty.
0: if they keep having Marty face these big time heavyweights like Okada or fight for the Ring of Honor Championship or all these things he's doing, Marty's not gonna be heavy, might be a junior much longer.
1: Oh, I mean, he's been trying to get Fale to he he's been trying to get Fale to face him for a while. That was well, one of your stories.
0: Okay, so let's let's do this. I want you to give me your and I think we agree, but I want you to give me who you think is going to win the G1, who you think is your second choice and give me your final. And I'll do the same.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I I I'm on record that I think Abushi is going to win the G1. Um my second choice you know, if you'd asked me before the tournament started, I'd have said Naito, but after the first couple nights of action, my second choice is Switchblade, um, based on what they've been doing with him. Um, as for my final, I got Ibushi out of block B and out of block A. Uh, even though he doesn't have any points right now, it's hard to bet against Okada. But it could be Switchblade. It could be Ibushi versus Switchblade. That would be an interesting final.
0: I think that's the fight. Forgive me for 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 well, not forgive me, but you know, I, you have to understand. I look at things so differently because I'm a WWE homer. But I think that that is the final that New Japan needs. I say that, and here's why I say that. Uh, New Japan, even more than WWE, is a company. That the top guys are stuck. The top guys are always going to be the top guys, right? It's so hard to get into that top level. You can kind of float around that upper mid that upper mid card, but that top top level is really hard to get into. There's a glass ceiling. There's a very very it is it's thicker than WWE's if we if we're being honest.
1: So perfect example: Togi Makabe and Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto are in the G1.
0: Yeah. And and Hiroki Godu is, is a poster child for a guy who's
1: not been good for years.
0: Yeah. And not only that, and, but when he was good, was never got the opportunity to get that level. So nobody looks at him seriously anymore.
1: You know, uh, but you know what? Yoshi, I think Yoshihashi's involvement upsets me the most. If for no other reason than, you know, he doesn't have necessarily any more momentum than Yoshihashi, but I'd rather see David Finley because it'd be someone new.
0: Makabe, Makabe and Yoshihashi both.
1: Well, yeah, We're I'd rather here. see David Finley. I mean, I know Cody couldn't be in it because he's filming a movie or whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. But, like, if he couldn't be in it, I'd rather have seen, like, David Finley because it'd be different.
0: Anybody. Uh, tai Chi? God, oh, Taichi.
1: God, anybody. Yeah, Naito, Naito mentioned in an interview, like, how he thought Tai Chi should be in a G1 and how it was kind of ridiculous to him that he's not, like... Just somebody new, you know. These guys aren't gonna win. They're only gonna get like two or four points anyway. So Absolutely. let them
0: go. Let them go in and lose, and just have different matches. So, so, and so, you're you're kind of making my point for me that I think that the Ibushi Jay White is what they need because me and you both agree that the elite will be gone by WrestleMania time at the latest. Oh, um, yeah,
1: I think that they, I think they go out the AJ route. They yes. wrestle at Wrestle yes. Kingdom and then at New Year's Dash. The yes. yes. Yep.
0: Yes. So and I, I agree with that. But then yeah. uh, here's the
1: Royal Rumble and shocks the world.
0: Right, but Tanahashi isn't getting any younger. Okada has carried the world on his back for two and a half years. So and there is the neck. Yeah. Right. So it's time for. And they won't give the ball to Naito for whatever reason. So it's time for some new blood to ascend to that top level. Abushi, Jay White, um, uh, Sonata. Sonata, and Evil.
1: consistent, but Sonata. Yes. Not Evil. I like Evil,
0: don't get me wrong. But number one, he's
1: older than you think, and he's not very good. I like the gimmick, but he's not very good.
0: I, th- well, yeah, he's better. I think he's better than you probably think he is, but th- that's fair. But Sonata definitely is great in the ring. Uh, uh, Juice Robinson. Um, uh, yes. Saber, yes, Um, Robinson. our favorite guy, Tama Tonga. Like, it's time for some new Kushida, but it's time for some new blood to start making up this newer. And you, I'm, I'm not saying get away from what what's brought to the dance. Like, it's okay to still have your top guys as your top guys, but let's let's mix it up a bit, you know.
1: Well, well, great example from night one. It's okay to have Tanahashi still be in the G1 because he's the ace, but lose to Jay White and give Jay White that big rub.
0: Absolutely, which is why I agree with you 100% that it's going to be Ibushi and Jay White in the final. I would say to look out, the A block looks, if Okada's not in the final, then it looks like, a a guy who's going to get a lot of points, surprisingly, is going to be Hangman. Because he already has, I think, six? He hasn't lost yet. Oh,
1: he's only got two. You get two for a win. He got two. He won against Fale. He lost against um, Elgin.
0: So he lost to Big Mike.
1: Yeah, he lost to Big Mike. He okay. beat Fale. Okay. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Great match, though. Like he, lo- he won in a loss. And when I say that, I mean like Japanese crowds are notoriously quiet and respectful. The Japanese crowd was chanting Hangman Page like screaming his name in that match
0: wow that that's a yeah japanese crowds are notoriously quiet
1: for them to do that for a gaijin like hangman has endeared himself to the fans so far in the g1 um but i don't think he's gonna get a lot of points who will get a lot of points deceptively because he always gets a lot of points is follette Fale gets double digit points in the G1 every year. He never wins the block. <laughs> he gets like yeah.
0: points every year. I, that's always funny to me, and I love Fale. But that's think, always interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tongan power, man. Hell yeah. That's his cousin. Um we wanted to talk a little NXT real quick, but we but uh we needed to we need to mention the uh Ring of Honor in New Japan. Uh we talked about it, a little, but we didn't really go in. Did we go into it enough? <laughs>
1: I mean, I think we both got our main main point across because we talked about, okay, they're going to find the go in the garden. They're going to be there WrestleMania weekend. You know, neither of us think that they're going to sell out. My one caveat is the only chance they have is because it is WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And there will theoretically be enough people with as many people as they're going to have in MetLife Stadium. There are enough wrestling fans to sell out the Garden and probably Barclays because that's probably where they do take over. So there theoretically are enough fans to do it, but I don't see it happening. I just don't.
0: Ring of Honor really needs to step its game up. I mean, you're notorious well, for being the, the Ring problem. of Honor truther. But that's the problem.
1: is yeah. ri- It's Ring of Honor. They're not pulling their weight. And if you're right, if your prediction is right and Hangman and Marty go with the other guys in the Elite, and they go to take over. That's gonna gut Ring of Honor. If you take away the Young Bucks, Page, and Skrull, that guts the upper mid card of Ring of Honor.
0: It does. But let me let me but let me play. Uh, that was African. Sometimes the best thing to happen to a wrestling company is when their backs are not only completely against the wall, but they've lost everything. For example, the catalyst for, w, for WWE. Get off their ass and really become what they needed to, for the attitude era to come was everybody leaving Hogan, uh, Savage, Piper, Hart, Hall, Hall like, all this right and, and, and Michaels essentially left because he got hurt and they had to push the younger stars they had to make new guys they had to change everything up. Well, you know and, you know
1: you know how Ring of Honor could make this a good thing. To piggyback off your statement, if all these guys leave, they need to whip into their pockets and piggyback off that Sinclair money, and they need to sign, like, Matt Bloom and David Starr and Joey Janella and some of these indie guys that are lighting up these indie feds.
0: When he says Matt Bloom, he means Matt Riddle guys.
1: Uh, you knew what I meant. Damn yeah.
0: it. But, yes, Matt you're absolutely Matt. right. Be- because – so the funny – this is what, this is what's hilarious to me. Evolve and WWE in general are getting the guys essentially Ring of Honor should have. Absolutely, Joey Janela should have went from GCW and from CCW. That's that's the that's the mid level to Ring of Honor, but no, he went to he went to WWE. Matt Riddle should have went to to Ring of Honor instead he went to WWE. Like so, these people are. I don't know if David Starr even has a contract to anybody. Or Maxwell Joseph I Freeman David Starr,
1: I think well, I think both of them are with MLW
0: well, Maxwell Joseph Freeman it. is yes, MJF is with MLW, but that's a new thing. They just happened this year. David
1: Starr also does a lot of shit in Britain that's true. because he, he does that sexy star tag team with um, Sexsmith.
0: yeah but you but but I mean if talking about MJF and Shane Strickland, who is kill shot and mm-hmm. underground, but talking about like guys like that who's in MLW, that just happened this year. But then, but then I'm talking about God. But i I'm, I'm think think about so think about the top level guys that Evolve or WWE in general has, right? Uh, you said Janela, Riddle, of course, Walter.
1: I was gonna say uh, wasn't Walter with them before he yeah, signed with WWE? He still hasn't signed yet. It's not official. Well, uh, but well, and that but speaking of WWE, that's the other thing. Evolve and WWN have working relationships
0: you're right but what i'm saying is ring of honor should have got these people before that had even happened austin theory like these are people who were just running the indies before keith lee okay. was re- keith lee wrestled a match at ring- at reality of wrestling a year and a half ago maybe two years oh. ago i went to ring of honor should have said this guy is going to be somebody because keith lee well, i remember reading like the Matt
1: especially like the, yeah. the fact Matt Riddle is not employed by a televised company is, like,
0: cool. criminal. Okay, so I can... To that, his explanation for that is he, doesn't, he wants to be the king of the indies. He doesn't want a contract. He really wants to just do this indie life and be his own boss, and I respect oh, that's that.
1: Fine. That's fine, I guess. But, yeah. I mean,
0: like, Johnny
1: Morrison Impact does yes. his
0: indie life, and he's still on all these fucking shows that right, are but- readily accessible to me. I, look, I agree with you 100%, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that what is Gabe Spolsky doing better than Joe Koff? To, to see these guys before they've reached that pinnacle and and, and, and get them and sign them. Because he's doing something better than Joe Koff is doing. Because they have the That's access shit. to Impact the same Impact
1: starting to get more people than Ring of Honor gets. Impact yeah, but, starting to get more signings. Because Don Callis knows what the fuck he's doing.
0: Not just that, but you have L. U. To thank for that because most of their best guys they're getting came from L. U.
1: But you know, yeah, but you know what? L. U. That's to save themselves because L. U. Had an issue on their hands. Their talents were pissed last season. Yeah. Because of the way that their contracts had been written and the delayed air dates when they would record, a lot of their like that was the big falling out with Ricochet. A big part of what pushed Ricochet, I mean, he'd assigned with WWE anyway, but a big part of the falling out he had with Lucha Underground was season three took so long to shoot that until it finished airing, his contract was technically not up and he couldn't get started with NXT. And so to keep all of their talents from flying to Coop and to make sure that the brand had life, LU had to ease up a little bit. On yeah. somebody's bullshit, and so now Impact took advantage of that, and Absolutely. it's Impact much more watchable. Well, I'll and never know. That <laughs> and Phoenix is infinitely more watchable to me.
0: Well, this is true because they're they're great talents, but I mean I'll never know because I'm I'm not gonna watch Impact, but God bless them. Um, <laughs> look more power to them, but I just it's just a travesty to me that. All, every other company is signing all the best talent but Ring of Honor isn't but they have the most money have the most money available
1: because, because Ring of Honor is in the same place right down to shitty production values Ring of Honor is in the same place as a company that they were in 10 years ago like Impact for as much of a joke as Impact is they've got better fucking production values and they've gone bankrupt like 6 times
0: not only that but they will definitely sign the hot act well, they'll sign the hot act, but I'm talking, I'm just talking simple production. you right. No, you're right. You
1: are absolutely like, right. Impact was in chapter 11 bankruptcy, had to relocate to Canada to save Anthem production costs because Anthem's a Canadian company. That's why all their shit's in Toronto and Ottawa now is because now Impact's based out of Canada, which is fine. But the fact is, this is a company that was in dire straits, and they got better production values than a company owned by Sinclair Broadcasting with billions of dollars.
0: Yep, and Sinclair just just did a merger that is being – Oh, uh, that's
1: just not going to go through now because the FCC is sending it to administrative hell. Sure, but, but the, the fact that you're big enough to do a merger. Well, and it wasn't even a merger. It was Sinclair buying out their competition, Like, and that's why the FCC is getting on it. Because that's what it is. But yeah, the fact that they're so big that they can just say, fuck it, I'm going to take these guys over. And yet this wrestling company still has 2006 production values.
0: And that's the ROH Attack Hour with Rance and Kyle.
1: (sighs) Just our usual disclaimer, we don't hate Ring of Honor. We don't. I am an Honor Club subscriber. I don't despise Ring of Honor. I despise the fact that they refuse to grow as a company.
0: I want them to do better. Yeah. I, am a, I am a WWE homer through and through, but I I love wrestling, so it's cool to see other companies do well. But I just don't, for the life of me, understand why this fucking company can't. Just, no, get, they're, they're they're essentially stuck. Like they're genuinely stuck in the mud. Like they're they are stuck because we are we are on the verge of having main events for pay per views with. Matt Taven versus Flip Gordon, and I'm cool with that, but that's, with everybody else out here, that's, that's not what they should be doing.
1: But it's also their own fault that Matt Taven versus Flip Gordon isn't a big enough match, because yeah, Matt Taven should stars. be a bigger fucking star.
0: Yeah, both of them have star potential. Absolutely. I mean, so-
1: Flip's still early in his career, so I understand it with him, but Matt Taven should have been a bigger promoted star for that company.
0: Was Matt Taven in the original uh, Kingdom?
1: Yeah, the original Kingdom was him, the Bennets, and Adam Cole. Cause Mike Bennett and Adam Cole were um, tag team champs. That's crazy. They were IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champs, I want to say, or maybe it was Junior Heavyweight. Either way,
0: it might have been Junior's. Cause remember, um, uh, the Time Splitters had it for a while. like a whole oh, bunch yeah, of different right. teams. Fucked around and 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 traded that belt. Let's uh let's talk some NXT before we get out of here, man. Um, NXT is as you know is my favorite wrestling in the world. Um, well, I mean,
1: NXT provides a combination of all the good things about all of the federations. There's incredibly high quality in ring action and a commitment to characters and storytelling.
0: So look, I've been needed to talk to somebody about this. And I, I talked to Clive about it for a few minutes, but uh, it wasn't—it wasn't verbally. It was through text message. But I need to talk to somebody about this. I know by now you've seen the Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain rematch last Wednesday.
1: That was a good tag team match.
0: Somebody explained to me. And I, look, I—I I, I know why, but somebody makes sense of it to me. Of Tyler Bate essentially handing Unsputed Era the titles instead of saying, Well, let me go ahead and get in this ring and save my partner and if I get disqualified, screw it, because we got another shot, we got another shot to keep our titles and face them again.
1: Um I mean I can give you an explanation, but the explanation really is gonna come down to it makes Tyler Bate look like a little bitch. But um Right but, like, the, the story that they're trying to go for is that those two are such baby faces that they would never disrespect the rules. And so he just has to surrender because Trent Seven never would. But, I mean, the real story that they told is that Tyler Bates' a little bitch. And that when Trent Seven's about to get his leg broke, Tyler Bates' just going to stand there like a little bitch and then throw in a towel.
0: See, I get the whole British gentleman thing. I really do.
1: Which but, is some bullshit because get a British person drunk, and you'll we'll talk about gentlemen.
0: No, you're absolutely right. But they are baby faces, as you said. They're they're massive yeah. baby faces. But here's the caveat to that. I, again, I wouldn't be me if I didn't have a caveat. This wasn't just a title defense. This was a grudge title defense. They have been beefing for months. Real well, again, life beef, not well, real life beef, well, again, you know what I mean.
1: You know, their British strong-style partner, Pete Dunne, wouldn't have pulled that bullshit. Yeah,
0: but the Pete Dunne is an
1: The Bruiserweight's ass would have been, Dunne took that motherfucker out.
0: In fact, if we're being honest, the Bruiserweight would have been the guy to have, instead of Kyle O'Reilly having Trent in the heel hook, the uh, Bruiserweight would have had Kyle O'Reilly in the heel hook, if we're being honest. Um, I love
1: that just for Kyle O'Reilly's facial expressions alone, because... Nobody does facial expressions like Nobody.
0: Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly. Nobody. Kyle O'Reilly – look, what's funny is when he was a Ring of Honor, I thought Red Dragon in general, but Kyle O'Reilly specifically, was the most bland, boring piece of shit ever. I just, nothing about him looked int- – I hated his moveset. I hated everything. Nothing about – like I, I would have been happy if he retired. Like, like when he Ooh. wasn't even of a title, I was like the company's I'm dead. diabetic.
1: Like that's a great story.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I didn't know that about him. I'm just talking about the character. Yes, Kyle, his life story is amazing.
1: Kyle, Re- Kyle O'Reilly is a diabetic. Um, yes. So, like, just the fact that he's wrestling at this high of a level and is, good as it is as good at it is, as he is.
0: Um, But since he went to WWE, and I'm sure part of that is my bias for WWE to give him an opportunity. But even when he first debuted, when it was just a singles match against Black. Okay, this is the match was cool, but it did nothing for me. But him joining up with Cole and Fish and now Roddy and just being the most ridiculous person ever has endeared me to this dude so much.
1: I love the guitar playing with the belt on his way to the ring. Uh-huh.
0: And, and the, the, like you said, the facial expressions or like when they lost the titles to, uh, to Mustache Mus- Mountain. He was like, well, it doesn't count because we're in England. which are the champs in America. And I haven't slept... In like, in, like, 57 hours and 14 minutes. So, well, <laughs> well you know
1: what? I'm going to defend you. I'm going to defend you. You are a WWE homer. This is true. But yeah. I'll defend you from this perspective. We were just talking about Ring of Honor and their shitty production values and how the company is stuck 10 years in the past. None of that plays to the strengths of someone whose strength is facial expression and telling that kind of a story. Good point. Like. You don't pick up on those kinds of idiosyncrasies when the production values look like some shit you did with a backyard camcorder.
0: Great point. I mean, because to your credit, I was the biggest Adam Cole guy because Adam Cole got me involved. But Adam Cole has shown he's going to be a star wherever he goes. Oh yeah. I bought the final battle that had the fight without honor between Adam Cole and Jay Briscoe. I bought that card. Like I, oh, yeah. like, I purchased it.
1: I knew that I would forever love Adam Cole the first time they did one of those locker room, it's story time with Adam Cole.
0: He's so good at that, dog. Those are so great. Yes. Like, yeah. It's story time with Adam Cole, baby. So, okay, so let's try to put together the card for, uh, TakeOver, if you will, um, because it's coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, much faster than we think. So, uh, I am assuming we're going to have a Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era
1: uh, something
0: something grudge match for the tag titles. Um, I'm thinking yeah. we're going to see Ricochet and Adam Cole for the North American title. Is that fair?
1: I mean, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Um, the only title match that I am absolutely for sure, other than the Mustache Mountain one, is um, Alistair versus
0: Chamba. Well, I, I was I was waiting to get to that last because I have some questions about that. Um, I've read I read the uh, spoilers for the okay. last uh, for the last tapings, which the last show will be tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, it's the last show on the last tapings, and apparently it was Kyrie who won. Sorry, spoiler alert. But it's so it's supposed to be at least and as of these last tapings because they're taping again. Not tomorrow, Thursday, for the until going up to Brooklyn, but so as so far it's supposed to be Kyrie versus Shayna. Okay, Kyrie, get the new anchor move is great. She's always been someone to get the crowd behind her, and she's beating Shayna, so there's a story there. I'm cool with that.
1: I mean, um, as far as I'm concerned, that'll be a good match. But as far as I'm concerned, it's on hold until Bianca is involved because that's my new favorite female on NXT.
0: Well, here's the thing. That's I don't t- want Bianca. T- I don't want Bianca involved until Candace or Dakota beats Shayna because Bianca needs to be the bully to take it from them.
1: Oh, but I mean, and I loved I loved that video promo that they did with her talking about why the hell would I be scared about some bitch
0: who can't <laughs> get out of her husband's business and and then, some crazy ass fangirl. I loved how she was like she was about to say some some female. <laughs> she caught herself. It just, just made the, it even more real. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, um and that was real life on the honeymoon. Like that was real life from the boat. Bianca Belair is a future star. Like Oh my god, yes. Yeah. She she's uh, gonna be
1: And that that's a gimmick, that's kinda like Sasha when she was the boss. That's it's the kind of gimmick yeah. where it'll succeed. It'll translate in a way like she's charismatic enough that she'll find a way to get herself over.
0: You know what I love you know what I love about Bianca? And this is this is this is forgive me in in my in my uh my heterosexual desires, but okay. I love when Bianca does her little uh hood rat little dance. Like that's like this <laughs> shit to me. When she when she gets the steak face and just pops her hands and just shakes, like that's the sexiest stuff to me in the world. Like I like I love well bro. what I love
1: about Bianca is, you know, She's one of the rare women who uses the power game. Oh my God! Her yes, said it's so power based. She, she does. jerk she does with them? Oh it my reminds God! Me of China. Like I mean, she's not as big as China, but it reminds me of China in terms of she's doing guerrilla presses and military presses. Her sister is an alley oop power bomb. Like dog, she
0: cleans and jerks people. Yeah. Like, like the deadlift she does or whatever it's called. I'm not a bodybuilder, but you know what I'm talking about. When she yeah. grabs them from the ground and just, my God.
1: And you don't see that with the women. And it's even better because she's she's like solid muscle, but she's not bigger than all the other women. So you there. don't expect that looking at it. And what, that's, what makes that so great is it also allows her to sell – for the other women, because she's not considerably bigger than they are.
0: Realistically, yes.
1: She's just really fucking powerful.
0: She, she had a match with Dakota Kai that was on the quote-unquote pre-show, but the after show of take, the past takeover. Mm-hmm. And she picked Dakota Kai up for a vertical suplex. And she slingshotted her off of one of the ropes, and she put her back up. And she walked to another rope. And she slingshotted her and picked her back up. And walked to the third rope and sling her, but Dakota jumped out of it. But it was all, it was all, of it spent about 45 seconds and I'm watching and mind you, I'm jaded. I'm 30 years old. I've been watching wrestling for over two quarters of my life, at least 20 plus years. So I've seen everything you essentially think you can see, right? I was in awe. Like that's one of the most awe-inspiring things I've ever seen. Forget a woman. If Bobby Lashley did that tomorrow, I'd be shocked. Like oh, yeah. just power game is always impressive oh my god okay but yes we both agree that Bianca will be the star of this eventually but I would like to see Shayna's story end to a real life a real baby whether it's Kyrie whether it's Candice whether it's Dakota I would like to see it into a real baby
1: they are gonna hot shot Shayna to the main roster
0: Shayna will be on the main roster before um before uh, Wrestlemania absolutely yes
1: well, I wouldn't but I wouldn't consider before WrestleMania hot shot. And I'm talking like, do you think they're trying to, like, pull her ass up? Oh, no. In the short term.
0: No, 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 no. I don't I don't think so yet. Uh, no. Be, plus, you also have the members, Marina and Jasmine Duke are half signed. So there's still something they could tell with those three.
1: Um, I mean, I think that the story to tell with Shayna, like you were saying, have a baby face go over her. The obvious story to tell is Dakota Kai overcomes her fear. Absolutely, of Santa Baszler and finally reaches that mountaintop, and then Bianca Belair beats the dog shit out of Dakota Kai.
0: I would love that too, but if you watched last week and saw that conf- that confrontation between
1: her and Candice,
0: and Candace, and we know and and one here's the difference between I mean, Candice
1: will Candace. be forever over because number one, Candice is great, but number yes. two, she's Mrs. Gargano.
0: Well, no, no, no. Johnny is Mister Lerae. Right.
1: right. You know, I, I'm right. with that. I'm with that. I you know, I fucks with Candace going back to World's Cutest Tag Team. So I'm like
0: saying, Right. Like get that that's one that's real talk. Like Candace is
1: Those of you that aren't familiar yes. with Candace's outside work, like just watch the Bucks versus the World's Cutest Tag Team. Yeah. One. like that yeah. In and of itself, like and they wanted to do that for all in before Candace got signed. Like the Bucks had talked about their original goal was to redo that match at All In and have it be Joey and Candice versus them, but then Candice got signed. Yep.
0: Um, but the difference between Candice and Dakota to me is Dakota isn't a star. Well, no, isn't a it's star. not. A, no, right. No. You, so you I don't have to explain that, do I?
1: No, Dakota's oh. a depth player, for sure. Like Okay. D- Dakota is Um, – I'll use a former – Divas champion as an example. Dakota is an Alicia Fox. She's got a role that she plays.
0: I think she's, but she's Alicia, a
1: utility sure. player.
0: She's more than Alicia because Ali- Alicia's forgotten. Alicia's is of capable
1: of being more than they use her for. though, is my thing.
0: Like I don't know. In ring, sure. In ring, absolutely. But in terms of character, no, no, no. That's about the most you can get out of it. I think. I think. Alicia is in the ring, and in the ring, she's definitely not the same. She's definitely much better than this person about to say. But in terms of importance on the roster, her and Rosa Mendez was like neck and neck, dog.
1: Oh, Alicia, like, she ain't shit on the roster in terms of the roster positioning. But what I meant is, Alicia ain't going nowhere. She's been there forever. She's always found a way to find herself a spot. I don't think, because. I don't see Dakota Kai, you know, if we're talking main roster, like, that's a character that's going to get lost real fast. Real fast. Yeah, yeah. That's a character that's going to be slotted behind. Not only is she going to be slotted behind the the girls that are total packages, she's going to be slotted behind the Carmelas and the Alexas that are better characters than they are wrestlers. Not to shit on them, not to shit on them because I don't hate them as much as a lot of the IWC does. I see exactly the purpose that they serve, mm-hmm. but like a Dakota Kai is gonna forever be behind a Carmella because is a character that's interesting.
0: Absolutely. Um. So yeah. So that's that. But let's get to this. let get to this main. This this uh not main event, but this uh NWC championship feud. So Champa and uh Alster are supposed to wrestle, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, I think, right? Can we or, talk
1: about how yeah. Ciampa is really exposing Aleister Black's weaknesses?
0: Ciampa's not exposing them. Aleister Black's weaknesses have been glaring the moment he smiled like a little kid when he beat Andrade. Like, and Aleister yeah, has shown like, that he is a chaser and not a champ.
1: Well, yeah. And I agree with you that Aleister Black's weaknesses have always been obvious, but Champa is exposing them, I think, to the wider fan base. Like maybe
0: so, maybe so. I've I've noticed.
1: I it for I, I don't disagree with you that Alistair Black's weaknesses have always been somewhat glaring, and they're the same weaknesses that anybody who doesn't ever fucking talk is going to have. Eventually, they either have to fucking talk or they have to be interesting.
0: Well, Alistair was interesting until he talked. The darkness. I think the darkness gimmick works if you stay fucking dark. But when he talks, he talks like a normal human being.
1: But if you're gonna have someone do that kind of a gimmick and you want them to stay dark, then they've got to have a mouthpiece, which is fine.
0: Okay. Cool. With that. You you're absolutely right because we are in an age where you can't nope you can't not talk. You're absolutely right. Can I give you an I? Can I can I throw a name out there for a perfect mouthpiece for him?
1: Sure. You know I love managers, so sure. James Mitchell. Father, James. If Father right. James. It does fit. Does Father James still do his thing? Like, he old as fuck.
0: He came back and up with the abyss a couple years NXT. ago with DNA.
1: Like, you could do it in NXT because, you know, Paul Ellering proved a lot of times the old guys will do NXT work because it really only requires them to work, like, two days a month and then a takeover every now and then.
0: And and, and, and here's the thing. is not a bad talker. The problem is the stuff Alistair says doesn't match the gimmick.
1: And you know what I put that on, though? You know what I put that on, though? I put that on the constraints of WWE's promo style because of the way that they, like, even in NXT, the way that they script out what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to say it, it comes with the baby faces. It comes across so much more inauthentically. Because it's a lot easier to fake pettiness, it's a lot easier to fake hatred, it's a lot easier to fake heel tendencies than it is to fake these like goody goody cookie cutter shits that they always have the baby faces cut.
0: So you're you you're absolutely right. That is a problem that they've had for over a decade, but with Alistair I think that's the case because his his material isn't standard WWE fair. It's definitely different, but it just isn't matching him. And then his delivery doesn't match. And, okay, let me give you an example. When Laura Sullivan opens his mouth, do you, you see this big hulk of a man, this this massive, essentially this, this, this six foot two, six foot three, 300 pound muscle, right? And he opens his mouth and you hear, you hear that it doesn't match, right? It's essentially the same thing with Alster. You have this guy who's essentially a walking demon, right? He's the 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 mix between good and evil, but walks on the dark side, right? He's like a grim reaper esque type character, right? Who's dark and is and is is always fighting his demons and this that he fights the demon so much he had his demon tatted on his back, right? And all this stuff, sure. Okay. and then he his talks. voice sounds like
1: Clive without the accent.
0: Yes! It just doesn't match. It doesn't match. And that's not his fault. That that's not his fault. It's not, not his fault. You cannot help what your voice is. That's not his fault. But I'm just saying, so if we know that... Don't change the gimmick because it works for him. And he you has know- to talk. But he needs to well, have something different you know to say. It,
1: made it work better, you know. It could have made it work better. What's that? He's Dutch. Let him just speak in Dutch and have his manager be his fucking translator.
0: Well, because if he had a manager, then clearly the problem would be fixed. I'm assuming. Well, yeah, have yeah.
1: What I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, okay, so his voice sounds, yeah, but Dutch is such a harder sounding language because it's more Germanic. Mm-hmm. So it would make him sound much more like demonic-y. And so then the manager could really serve more as like the go between, you know, kind of like when Armando Estrada would talk for OMAGA and OMAGA would just like ramble incoherently and then oh. Armando would step in and be like, haha. Ha. Yeah.
0: That kind I got of shit. you one better. Um, the Russell of pain talk in Albanian and um, Salman is Albanian, Akam is Punjabi. Um, they talk in their native tongue when they beat people up, but, but then Paul Ellering was talking normal or when they cut promos now without Paul Ellering, they'll say something in English and then spit that hot shit in Albanian <laughs> or <laughs> in Punjabi. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that, but it just, it finally hit me with the problem with Alistair is Alistair's gimmick is that he's supposed to be demonic, right? Or deep, uh, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. But he, but he acts like a goth. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, he has no powers. He's just got a really—he's kind of like Finn. He's got a really cool entrance, but he doesn't have the demon.
0: And and I don't know how you rectify that because I I think the gimmick is great, and it'll it'll get over like hotcakes with the main roster. But there is definitely something missing, and when you have a nuanced top of the top of his of his craft character like Tommaso Ciampa uh, against you. Best
1: heel in wrestling.
0: See, see, the the beauty of what Alistair's had to deal with is, Alster really jumped, like Alistair really took that leap when he fought Velveteen, and that match was, that match was more. about
1: how he has had some great people to fucking feud with.
0: He's had great Both from
1: feuds. Friday to Velveteen to Adam Cole to Adam Cole. Now you're fucking rocking yes. Tampa, like
0: absolutely. So he's and, and and put Lars in there, and while that's not the, the match that the IWC wanted to see. But I mean, you find
1: out he has that broken fucking jaw. Like, at least that makes that kick make more sense.
0: Well, turns out, I hate to, I hate to, you know, show that there's no rabbit in the hat. But his his jaw isn't broken. They they made that up. And he's they have him off selling it. His jaw really isn't broken, but it just was a better story. Yeah, sorry. Still, I feel like the story's still great. Um, but. So, they're, but they're wrestling in a couple of weeks, Ciampa and Gar- and, uh, and Amis. Very clearly, uh, Gargano's going to interfere in this match. So, I don't know that we're getting Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black at TakeOver. I think it's probably going to be a triple threat, but I want to see... Uh, un, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not Andrade. Uh, Alistair wrestles EC3 or somebody else. Let Tommaso and Gargano be done. Give them hell in a cell. Give them three stages of hell. Something to end this for good so they can be done with each other and move on. Because they need a definitive finish in their feud. Unless you want to put them with other people and draw this shit out to WrestleMania. But this is the last Brooklyn. Go all out, right?
1: You better go all out. This is where it all started. If you want to talk about NXT really catching fire.
0: Absolutely. Um, but so that's why I'm confused. Because everything is leading towards Triple Threat. And I would love that. But the problem with the Triple Threat is that much like the Triple Threat in, at WrestleMania 20 with Michaels, Hunter, and Benoit, Benoit Which, was the odd person out.
1: Champion. The story is about two guys up. who hate each other. Yeah. And he's just the third wheel.
0: Absolutely. And he's a hell of a third wheel who happens to be the champ as well. But I would much rather Andrade who not nah, damn Andrade I am sorry. I got I got almost on the brain. Tranquilo. Um Alistair. Alistair Black, thank you. Uh I would rather him get the not only the moment but the platform he deserves to defend against in a one on one or his own feud, even if it is a triple threat. That 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 involves him and strictly him. You know what I
1: mean? Well, I, I mean, you know, the one thing I want for TakeOver, it's not going to happen because TakeOvers are so formulaic, is I, I would love to see them break the formula this time just because it's the last Brooklyn. Um, but they won't do it. There's a formula. There'll be all the titles on the line, and then there'll be a grudge match, and that's that's TakeOver.
0: By the way, TakeOver is an extra hour now, so it's not going to be five matches anymore. They'll probably add about two more.
1: You know i'd be fine with that because it would be different like that's what i'm saying like the takeovers have fallen into this formula like the matches normally deliver i'm not saying that takeovers suck that's not what i'm saying at all it's just like the formula is predictable they will have at least three title matches and they will have one maybe two grudge matches
0: well but it's changed now because now we have four major titles
1: well, now we have four major yeah, titles, yeah. but a, and unless all four titles are on the line at Brooklyn, they've not all been defended on one show.
0: No, they have not. You are correct. But I, uh, what was the card at the last Takeover? Takeover Chicago. At the
1: last Takeover, it was the tag titles were on the line, the women's title was on the line, the NXT title was on the line. Then you had Dream Ricochet and
0: Ricochet. That was the that uh-oh. was the other one. Yeah.
1: Okay. The dream Ricochet, and I forget what the fifth match was.
0: I do too, but I remember. I, I do remember that there was one other match that Cold didn't wrestle because this match was big enough. So, okay, that's right. Um, I, I remember now. Yeah. Um, I this is all I know. I can't wait to read the spoilers and see what they have cooked up for the next few weeks before Brooklyn, because like one of the highlights of of my month is the night NXT does their spoilers or uh, does their tapings because, like, I love reading it and seeing the craziness that they've decided to do. Then it's just it's, it's it's almost as interesting as watching to me because, like you said, NXT is truly the the truly all the best things of all the companies. It's the grandiose it's the grandioseness if that's the word and the, the sports entertainment. Of WWE, it's the uh, everything matters in the, uh, and the and uh, the in-ring prowess of Ring of Honor, uh, not Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, it has all the top indie guys. Like it really is the best of everything.
1: So. Oh, I agree. Like I, I, I totally agree. I'm very interested to see what the card's gonna be, because um, this is the last Brooklyn for a long time. Because SummerSlam's not in Brooklyn next year. Um, Well, I shouldn't say for a long time. They'll do another one next year at WrestleMania. That's
0: what I'm about to say. Now, so before we get out of here, I can see Hunter saying, well, they took the Garden from us. Let's leave Ciampa and Gargano in a Hell in a Cell, say, for example, for that Brooklyn and really end our Brooklyn takeover uh, run with the bank. I can see that, and then doing triple threat now. Like, don't you think? Because I know it's not in the same time period. It's not SummerSlam weekend, but still, it still is a Brooklyn takeover, and this is this this show is going to be huge because somebody stole the garden from them for the first time in decades.
1: I mean, I can see them going real hard at TakeOver for WrestleMania weekend, because I do firmly expect it to be in Brooklyn, because with The Garden hosting the Ring of Honor New Japan show, the only other Coliseum aside from Barclays in New York is Nassau on Long Island, and they damn sure ain't running a show at Nassau Coliseum.
0: Right, but it was always going to be in Brooklyn because they were going—they don't run TV at The Garden anymore anyway because it's too expensive. But they're going to do Ron SmackDown, and Hall of Fame at the Barclays. So, of course, they're going to do TakeOver there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I can anticipate them going big. But they always go big WrestleMania weekend for TakeOver. so They
0: do. But what I'm saying is Gargano Ciampa, most people expect to end now. Because it's the last official Brooklyn TakeOver. But we have this other Brooklyn TakeOver, which is now of heightened importance because of the Garden TakeOver like real i take over not take over show so maybe they push that finale to that show
1: possibly i mean it's a possibility i I won't (laughs) say that it's not a possibility i don't pretend to know what hunter's thinking but he's earned the benefit of the doubt so i'll I'll give it to him
0: i hear you yawning man i'm getting sleepy too man let's get out of here brother uh tell them they can find you
1: um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Dr. Schmores. That is capital D as in doctor and capital S as in s'mores. No periods, no spaces.
0: Uh, and of course, you can find me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as dollars. Um, I will be on Ricky and Clive tomorrow. Uh, we are doing an Extreme Rules review. So uh, Ricky is on vacation this week they can't be in this apparently they can't be on the same podcast at the same time. Cause <laughs> three weeks now, either one or nothing, Neither of them. But, uh, yeah, I'll be on this week and then Rick, you'll be back next week. Um, and then you will have another episode of the outsiders edge next week. I mean, not next week, but sometime later this week, probably Thursday, uh, with me and Carl. So yeah, you're going to get your, if you missed me, you're going to get your fill of me. Um, but yeah, Uh, before we go, man, anything else you want to tell the people, anything else on your mind?
1: Um, no, shout out again to Ricky and Clive. Ricky thinks I'm trying to take over his podcast, but he's going on vacation and I'm not the one guest hosting. So I know what's up with you, bro.
0: Well, I have petitioned Ricky and Clive to change the show from the Ricky and Clive wrestling show to Ricky and Clive wrestling show featuring Rants. I'm on there so much.
1: I mean, you know, it's fine. We'll all just get together and do a big mid-year show, and we'll be the coolest mid-year show on the Social Suplast Podcast Network.
0: And nobody will get a word in Edgewise, because five people talking on a podcast is hell.
1: Well, <laughs> five people, and three of them are Yumi and and uh, Brian.
0: Ooh, good luck with that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And Ricky talks more than all of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know... In our defense, they're British, so like we can always just talk over them, and they'll just politely take it because they're British.
0: Dog, Cloud does that so much. Bri- like when I talk to Brian on the pods, like he just be letting Ricky just go, and I'm like, bro, you were talking. It's okay. Go ahead.
1: Nah, man, it's British. <laughs> like British people are very weird about their social conventions. There's a whole Netflix series about it. It's called Very British Problems.
0: So that's so so you're now you're explaining to me why Tyler Bay did fight through the tower.
1: Yeah, it's weird, weird British social conventions. I mean, you know, 10 points for Gryffindor.
0: <laughs> you know, I finally did uh, one of those things. Apparently, I'm a Ravenclaw.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'm a Hufflepuff.
0: OK, I still don't know what the other ones mean, but I just know it said I'm Ravenclaw. So, yeah, I'm Ravenclaw is the
1: smart house. Hufflepuff is the loyalty house. Gryffindor is the bravery house. And Slytherin is the douchebag house.
0: Well, okay. Makes a lot of sense. Perfect. Uh, so there you go. There's your Harry Potter for for uh, you guys if you wanted that. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will hear from you again. We will talk to you guys soon. And what does it mean soon? Like probably tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. Take care, man.